somehow. I'm not. I'm not good with sound. Yeah, no. I'm not good with music uh-uh. sounds. I can't, nah. I can't make them well. Uh-uh. I've never been uh, musically inclined or gifted. Your drink looks gross. <laughs> I just have to say, it's a little brown for some reason. Yeah, it doesn't get the nice red no. from the clamato of a true michelada, but like... You should put a little tomato paste in there. That's disgusting. You know, what's the difference, really? It's really just a zippy beer lemon mm-hmm. hot sauce. And the only hot sauce is, uh, whatchamacallit, Valentina. So it's a little ruddier. Did you put the Valentina in there? Mm. That doesn't sound good at all. Oh, it's tasty. You want to try it? No, I really don't. Okay, great. honestly, mm. Will made a uh, poor man's what's it called a michelada? Yeah, delicious. Okay, it yeah, it looks unhealthy. <laughs> it looks like um, you know, it's a, a poultice dr- or a witch's brew, or some sort of tonic you would drink for like a nineteenth century disease, like you have tuberculosis or polio, it's and they tell you a beverage Freddie Rumson would make in a pinch. Yeah, it's a it's a beverage that Freddie Rumson would make at like eight thirty in the morning, like when you need a little put a little pep in your step. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I woke up and now one one side of my neck, if I turn that way, hurts. Uh, by the way, we should mention it's about ten fifteen p.m. Oh, and Will yeah. just woke up. <laughs> I woke up at two. Well, I woke up at one first and went no thank you, and then just kept it rolling until two. Yeah. So I guess. So this like, is the middle of your day. We're just taking a lunch break right now. Yeah, kind of. This mm-hmm. is my, uh, my. It is kind of like post work time. Sure. Like, post it's, been, work. it's been eight hours. Yeah. Yeah. I should say that uh, I, I emerged from my dungeon about two hours ago and said, hey, I think we should record a podcast. And Will was very busy. And had to catch up not only on nap time, baby Buster over here. I did. I did not take a nap. <laughs> he thank also you very much. he also needed to finish uh, mopping up his Scrabble games. <sighs> Apparently, Char- of which Charlene P fucking beat me by eight <laughs> points. Fucking bitch. Ooh, Charlene P. That's a Karen if I've ever heard one. At least it wasn't Laura with the cops. The cops logo. Oh right, you showed me that. Oh. Yeah, one of Will Scrabble's player Scrabble player opponents as a uh, blue lives matter ho oh yeah um but she beat me it was also a close game and i was very oh, mad. shame on you especially so, given the climate will so mad I was you like, were oppressed you should loot a target <sighs> jesus christ <laughs> no um, you were oppressed by a cop karen i mean i'm literally you know uh stricken by karen's i've been stricken by karen's for 15 years <laughs> that truly. sounds like a, bru- a bluegrass band Stricken, stricken by, by Karens. <laughs> tracks. Or it'd be like a... It's alt country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Huh. It's like the Dixie Chicks, but they're kind of good at playing their instruments. I don't know. The Dixie Chicks are good at playing their instru- instruments. Oh, is that true? Yeah. I just figured they just held them for the looks. No. They're, I thought they were like a, a mil... Oh, my God. <clears throat> Excuse me. I haven't spoken all day, folks. Mm. I don't know why I assumed they were like sort of... I knew they sang, but I thought maybe they were Millie Vanilli when it came to the instrumentation. No, the main one has uh, the guitar. She does the rhythm, and then one of one of them has. I think maybe two of them have fiddles or banjo or something. Really, they have fiddles in that. Yeah, band? there's a fiddle. I don't ever remember fiddles in their songs. The brown hair has a fiddle. The brown hair has a fiddle. Fiddle hair, fiddle brown. I'm sorry. 
Okay. <laughs> a lot of weird turns of phrases yeah. around wi- women's names are coming up, and it's or just features, and it's I, bothering yeah, me. Yeah, I don't know. I want to call the lead singer Natalie Merchant, but I know that's not... Natalie Merchant's her own thing. She has her own Starbucks CD. Thank you very much. <laughs> Isn't it? That's the one There's where a it's lot like, of these are the days or whatever? I'm not sure. Natalie Merchant's a little before my time. That's she, a really early 90s. It's very Q104. Yes. She, I remember Natalie Imbruglio. Is that how you say her yeah, name? Yeah, Torn. Yes. That song I really liked. I Oh, I was going to say I also like Nelly Furtado, but Nelly, it's unrelated. Not that's no, not the same that's name. That's not the same name. Um, no. Um, Nelly Imbruglio, like, tried to make a comeback with, like, a second single, and it was just Torn 2, but poppier. <laughs> Torn and, 2, Resurrection. <laughs> And it did not. It did not work. And then she dyed her hair blonde too. So she had like a pixie blonde. So it was like oh no, she pre- was a Karen. She Karen herself. No, she like predated like emo hair, like that style of like long oh, bang with yeah, that yeah. spike. You know, that is very. Remember when the John and Kate plus eight? I guess that's Kate. Yeah, Kate got that haircut. Yeah, and then it was all the rage in suburbia. And still, still is. is. Still yeah. is. I don't know what you're talking about. Remember when the Dixie those Chicks stripes got in. mad at George W. Bush? Where are they? We need Dixie Chick voices in this conversation. They just dropped another album. Oh, did they really? Did you hear it? No. Oh, okay. I don't listen to things. We featured a Dixie Chick song on this podcast one time. Yeah. You put the whole thing on, which is wild copyright intrusion. Yeah, you, well. You can have 10 seconds and then it's okay. One yeah. of these days, a lot of our episodes are going to get removed for that reason. Oh, boy. There's a lot of full songs going on. Hmm? No. Yeah, I used to when I was more ambitious with this show, I used to put them on the end or, you know, you did it twice. Put snippets in the middle or whatever. Yeah. No, I think I did full songs a couple of times. Uh, more than a couple of times. Yeah, twice. Several times. Yeah, several means 3. No, several means at least 3. But I probably did it more than that. 4? Yeah, something. Yeah, like okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I had it took me just the right amount of editing to put um uh, uh, the uh, Charmed theme song at the beginning of one. Yeah. I was like, oh, i got to time it just right so I don't go over. Fuck. Oh, you're talking about copyright again? Yeah. Where you, I think it's, what do you get? You get like 12 seconds or something. It's ten. very specific. It's yeah, ten. it's 10. Um, there's ways to skirt that, though. Oh, sure. Just don't have any listeners like we don't. Yeah, there you go. And then it doesn't <laughs> matter. <laughs> when you have tens of listeners, twenties of yeah, listeners. Yeah, you could do whatever you want. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um... I got one of my, a very old painting of mine got reposted by someone and it only got 13 likes and I got sad. Got reposted by who? Someone that you know or no. someone you don't know? Someone I don't know. Well, that's not a, maybe uh, a feature of your painting's quality. That person might just n- not have very many followers. Eh, I don't remember. But I was like, oh, then there's like a picture of a bunny that has more and I'm like, fuck you guys. <laughs> Fucking bunnies. Mm. Yeah, that kind of envy is not healthy, man. I remember one time yeah. um, Alan did a thing where he was reposting his friend's work on Main for some reason, mm-hmm. and he posted three or four people, and one of them was me, and I got by far the least. So, <laughs> And that was a direct comparison with someone with a lot of followers, so I was like, hmm, okay, all right, never mind. Oh, boy. Also, back in the Tumblr days, remember when art used to get posted on Tumblr in the early days? It was art and pornography, and blue-haired lengthy blog posts i never was an active user of the tumblr i was not a fan of tumbling i I thought it was okay but i didn't really i didn't really understand how to use it well i basically used it like instagram before instagram 
Mm. Finish a painting and post it. I think I only ever put like 12 things up ever. Yeah, I mean, I was somewhere in that range. I used mm. it for random stuff too. I don't know. I kind of liked it, but it was just, you know, who cares? But uh, back in those days, my stuff started to get passed around a little bit on Tumblr mm. and people used to po- repost them with captions like, here's some really bad art. <laughs> oh boy yeah Ooh. oh wow yeah so i learned to be grateful for if you know if i get like 50 60 mm. at this point i'm like fine that's good <laughs> whatever who cares pass around party tumbler never mind you never mind yeah that one that wouldn't that, would, that wouldn't work me. for you yeah no there's a joke of Never mind. Explaining a joke is the worst thing in the entire fucking world. Well, you might as well do it if you, you know, unless you want to talk about the nationwide riots, we can. <laughs> I'd rather not. Um, which it's like, does the world need two white dudes talking about this? Yes, I would. I argue, don't think so. I would argue that it, in fact it no. does. <laughs> it does. Yes, it does. You know, the Karens of the world are descending on the Michael Kors in Midtown, apparently, according to Citizen. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Did it literally say that on Citizen? Karen's infest <laughs> Michael Kors. I I wish. Oh no, it It looks like a sample sale over there. <laughs> well, Kate Spade got emptied out, so then obviously I'm like, who the fuck? No one's thought about Kate Spade since she died. Like, it's also not been run by her. Like what are what are we doing here, people? Yeah. Also, what? Come on. It is really funny because when you said no one's thought about Kate Spade since she died, I realized that I haven't. So that's really true. Did you think about her before at all, though? No, I don't even think I really know who she is. Mm. I just remember people feigning tears. Uh, friends of mine being so sad, and it's like, guys, it's, it's, who cares? It's not JFK, it but like, matter. Jesus. Yeah. Um, Did no, she die of anorexia or something? What no, were the she circumstances? Hung, she hung herself. Oh, she Oops. was deeply depressed. I didn't mean yeah. to. Yeah, trigger warning. Uh, yeah, she hung herself. Um, and she had like a little kid. It it was, it was bad. Um, but her thing, like the, there's like, you know, apple green, the color. Yeah. Yeah. But just a little bit darker. Okay. She did. She spawned like that color, like pop colors in luxury Hmm. in the nineties when everything was like black and bland. She she brought the fun back. It was a real nineties thing to be into like green and brown. I feel like. Yeah. That was when color started to branch out a little bit, but it was all like taupe and brown and and beige and green. It's when you see the like resurgence of like, or not resurgence, but like, you know, Wes Anderson kind of colorization where it's kind of gritty, but then it's pops of like burgundy. Sure. Yeah. Like that kind of. I never liked that very much. Those colors are really unattractive to me. Burgundy? Because they're not, um, they're not like hot, you know, things like burgundy and like Kelly greens and stuff are like low intensity colors. I I love Kelly. I don't like it. Kelly Green is lovely. But anyway, I mean, imagine your primary innovation being using a color. That sucks. I'm sorry, but like... But it was also the shares. <clears throat> the shape of the bag, too. Okay. It was like a... It was more like a briefcase, like a women's briefcase. Oh, all right. Okay. And like very... Like non-branding, because everything was big brand. And then you just have this little, like, imprinted leather Kate Spade. So it's like classy. And now everybody does that, like a little metal piece that says Prada. Prada been doing the metal piece forever. Mm-hmm. That little that little diamond has been, uh, or triangle has been on a lot of I don't things. know. In case anybody can't tell, I'm very interested in this. Okay, well. 
Well, I re- I'm just saying, I, you know what? I should put it differently, that I don't understand fashion, and it leads mm. me to not care. Ah. All these all these really slight things, I'm like, that's an innovation? That's yeah. like progress? Yeah. Who cares, man? It's just a different shape. You know how hard shapes are to make? <laughs> shapes guess. are hard. You, I guess. You know. You make a painting, shapes are hard. Mm, yeah, sure, whatever. <laughs> shapes, are, shapes are pretty hard. <laughs> Shit, this is like a Sesame Street <laughs> episode now. Shapes are hard, everyone. Oh, I w- Remember Maoist Elmo? Will and I were doing a very funny impression of uh, Elmo as a revolutionary. We, we can't. We can't. On NPR, <laughs> we can't get into it because in my brain earlier today I was writing a script. You were for voices for a minisode. You were writing a brain script. <laughs> it's about how uh, Oscar the Grouch learns about, um, you know, the dangers of capitalism and that he doesn't actually li- like living in a trash can. <laughs> <laughs> So Oscar the Grouch is disenfranchised, but this is just his life. So he doesn't realize well, that it could be better. Well, he's, al- he's an alienated subject because in the late he, capitalist he, world. He thinks that he likes the trash can. Yeah. But when he spends the, nice, the night in a nice, warm, cozy bed, he goes, what the fuck? How does he get to the bed in this a brain script? Um, does somebody come along and coax him there? Well, Elmo is asking Big Bird, where does capitalism... And he's like, well, kids, well, Elmo, let me talk to you. Let's go see Oscar and let's go for a journey. And then uh, Big Bird explains capitalism. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> this is what you're up to on the couch out here all day? <laughs> I have to tell you, it's it's pretty amazing, but it's really weird, man. You're dreaming about a children's cartoon? But it gets a little dark. So. Oh, wow. So so what happens? Big Bird explains. What does Big Bird explain? He explains basic tenets of capitalism of needing to... He have... has a big, like, Karl Marx beard on <laughs> and a hammer and sickle. Well, they go and visit <laughs> They go and visit Jeff Bezos because it's like, you know, a kid's thing would be like, oh, yeah, hello, sir, you're the richest man. How does capitalism Oh, work? my God. Imagine <laughs> robotic-ass uh, fucking, like, monster Jeff Bezos trying trying to shepherd, like, Big Bird and Elmo around, like, an Amazon warehouse. Yeah. There's someone, like, pissing in their diaper because they don't have a lunch break yeah. in the background. Someone passes out, like putting in, putting their umpteen thing on a shelf. They're shoving a tickle me Elmo into <laughs> yeah, a box. Yeah. Um, it, needless to say, it ends with Oscar the Grouch doing a mild decapitation. But that's all. <laughs> like, Who does he decapitate, Bezos? Yeah. Oh boy, in Minecraft satire parody. <laughs> that's why I was like, I was like, this gets a little dark at the end. I gotta take it back to the room. Yeah, it was it was going pretty well before that, but yeah. yeah. You know, Oscar the Grouch is a lot like an incel. You know how incels, like, me and Trevor, we like to pass around photos of, like, um, people's, like, well, they're called goon caves or, like, what? just, uh, they're, like, incel computer stations. You know, like, De- Dennis Nedry's desk from Jurassic Park? It's all, like, covered in candy wrappers, and he's a total slob, and there's, like, a picture of a naked woman, like, Newman? taped to the monitor. Yes, Newman's okay. desk in Jurassic Park. Picture that, but in the real world. Mm. And then it's also in, like, an unfinished basement. Or a really low-ceilinged attic, and there's cigarette butts. You know, this is how people live. Oscar the Grouch is a lot like that. It's just his life, and he doesn't realize that it could be better. Yeah. And he gets a lot of, you know, he gets a lot of stimulation out of his tiny environment, and he's comfortable there. But then one day he gets a girlfriend, and he's not sad anymore. I'm not. I'm not trying. I'm not trying to make Oscar the Grouch an insult. I'm sure he (laughs) he lays plenty of pipe in that trash can. I don't know about that. Oh man, trash pipe. There's a lot. There's a lot going on in there. Huh? What does an Oscar the Grouch like hooker look like? That's what I want to know. You know that one, it's that Muppet 
that's in that band, the singer that doesn't have any eyes? Um, I only, I don't know. I can't quite picture it. She'll be the sure. picture of the Instagram post for okay. the episode. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, that'll be. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, this is getting a little dark. I need to take. <laughs> I feel like Sesame Street in in this Bezos sketch, it, they should do a crossover with Mr. Robinson's Neighborhood. Oh. Mm. I think they would fit well together. They would, but I wonder. I Honestly, know. I feel like Oscar the Grouch lives in the garbage can outside of Mr. Robinson's place. That, so actually that makes tracks, the most yeah. sense. Yeah. 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 I didn't know how to. Uh... Or just cast Eddie Murphy as Jeff Bezos and put him in whiteface. That would be pretty funny. That would be terrible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. That also sounds like a Chappelle show sketch. It does. Yes. The, your whole fantasy here kind of sounds Is like a little Chappelle, a Chappelle yeah. show sketch. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. Oscar the Grouch. Grouch goes to the pimp convention. <laughs> I mean, this, I mean, this, it's because I was having fun doing, you know, uh, Elmo, Elmo, uh, in the oh, car. Nice. Nailed it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm your like, Elmo impression is really good. In fact, it sounds better on the recording almost. Did oh, you notice that? I don't know. You can't hear it while you're I doing don't it, attention. but it sounds great. Huh. Well, yeah. But yeah, Elmo is really funny. I mean, he's red. Yeah, it's true. I know. Oh, oh boy. Joseph McCarthy comes and persecutes Elmau. <laughs> <laughs> they drag him on the Senate floor and kill him. The ghost of McCarthy? <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> what was the other guy? Uh, what other guy? What the are you guy, talking about? Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio played him in a movie. Edgar. Edgar something. Oh, J. Edgar Hoover, the yeah, FBI yeah. director. Yeah. yeah, 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 sure. Oh, this is funny. Yeah, put Sesame Street like back into you know the late fifties mm-hmm. and early sixties, and COINTELPRO is running on him. They're they're calling El Mao and trying to get him to kill himself by oh, boy. revealing to the world that he's been cheating on his wife. <laughs> <sighs> he doesn't have a wife, isn't he? What's the age of Elmo? Like five? I would four? imagine that Elmo's supposed to represent like yeah, almost an infant. Huh? Yeah, a toddler. Actually, I don't know. That's a really no. good question. He has the voice. Maybe, you know what? I think Elmo got molested at a young age, because that's what they say. When you have a voice like that, it's the age you got molested. Is this too much, given yeah, the current climate with the yeah, sirens I, in the background? Yeah, it's a, <laughs> not great. Not <laughs> great. Um, but then I was trying to figure out how to, yeah, I was trying to figure out how to shoehorn Cookie Monster, because he is, you know... The ultimate capital consumer. Yes, I feel like Cookie Monster is sort of like a Hank Hill type character or something. The like, um, who's Hank Hill? Uh, uh, from King of the Hill. You never watched that uh-uh. show? Oh, anyway, well, he's just like, an, or like a Homer Simpson, right? Like he's an archetypical hmm. fat, obese American just over consuming cookies. Yes, and he loves McDonald's and cries when it burns. I don't think he loves McDonald's. It's too too salty. Too salty. He's a, he's a sweets only. Sweets only. Okay. His name is Cookie and then Monster. Where does, There's no Fry Monster. There is a Fry Monster in the McDonald's lore. Ooh, yeah, I was going to say, we should do a crossover <laughs> with the McDonald's characters. I love those guys. The fucking Hamburglar, Grimace, who, yeah. uh, unfortunately, I think, is Grimace black? I don't know. I know Grimace is literally purple, but I think that Grimace is a very uh, inarticulate representation. I don't know. Uh... I, I, I see the fear in your eyes right now. It's it's giving, really, it's giving me life. I enjoy it. I I don't know what he's supposed to be because he's not. He's also in the shape of a nugget. You know, like that's true. You I know, mean, there's like the boot shape and then the like the mound. 
Right. Aren't there three shapes of nuggets? Five. There's sort of a, there's five. Okay. Right. There's it's a like, boot and like an oval, and then like a sort of triangle oval. That's the grimace. That's but, the grimace. Yeah. Shape. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's two others. I didn't know that. Uh, maybe it's only three. I yeah, but it, I thought it was five because every you know nuggets come in packs of six, so you get one repeated shape. Yeah. I always like the the boots. You know, I used to really like chicken nuggets when I was little, mm-hmm. and then one time I got like a hard one that I think was like over fried and also full full of cartilage or oh. something, and it oh. really put me off them. I never had another. Mm. Not a big fan, but yeah, Grimace is shaped like a chicken nugget, but he's purple. He's like an eggplant, I guess. Mm. But there's no now eggplant. I'm intrigued. There's no eggplant ingredient in McDonald's. I can assure you. Um, maybe in a different country. Like the Italian McDonald's has like a eggplant parm sandwich. Oh my god! I would eat that if they could do if they could figure out a way to do fast flash frying of an eggplant. It would probably be really good. You know, you're kidding me, right? I mean, like eggplant is hard to prepare. Yeah, without it being like mushy, watery. That's what I'm saying. If they could figure it out, eggplant parm is a tough dish. I don't think they'd be able to figure it out. If anyone, given that I've gotten double cheeseburgers from them that were the consistency of soup, (laughs) I don't think they'd. They'd have a lot of success with the Soup? eggplant parm. Yeah, I got a double cheeseburger that was so wet that when I picked it up, it fell apart. That's gross. Was it just all mayo? I think they had like, no, I think they had maybe like accidentally dropped it in the fryer for a second or something because it oh. was that saturated with oil and fat. Oops. <laughs> Why not just chuck the burger at that point and start over? Hey, man, I don't know. Ask McDonald's in Braxville. Oh. Yeah, but anyway, a crossover with them would be pretty good. There, I, I remember looking into that one day. There's a lot of obscure McDonald's characters. I don't remember them off the top of my head right now, but they've come in and out over the years. Like, you think it's just Ronald McDonald and the Fry Guy and, like, Grimace, but, like, I think the Trash Can was a character at one point. I don't remember what his name was. That might have th- been a toy, because there was a Nugget toy. There was a Nugget toy? Yeah, it had a bow. It was a Lady lady McNugget. Oh, weird. Yeah. Oh man, we yeah, we got to get a huge crossover going. Sesame Street, McDonald's characters, Burger King Kids Club, the M and M's guys. Just get all the anthropomorphic f- weird stuff. And call it Chunk C H U N K. I don't I, <laughs> like Shield. Yeah. <laughs> eh, no. Wait, there were uh, uh, King Burger King characters. I don't remember this. Yeah, there was like the Burger King characters were humans. Human cartoons that were all, they were like um, all different races. One of them was like a kid from the future. I don't know. They all had like theme. It was, it was that 90s sort of thing where it's like, we're inclusive, but it's like sort of racist. It's like the Mexican one wears a sombrero. Okay. And the Native American one, like, you know, feather headdress. Praise to the fry gods or whatever. It was, it was a lot like that. I had growing up a, uh, what's it called? Like one of those toy sets where you like work at, it's like a McDonald's play set. Uh huh. So you like I have the drive through window. I really enjoyed doing that. <laughs> you enjoyed imagining serving people through a fake drive through uh-huh. window? Yeah. Does that tell you a lot about me? <laughs> you, were, you were very alone. <laughs> oh, being an only child was. Like you didn't rough. even have a fantasy of like having friends, it was just being servile. <laughs> Through a window. Um, I was little. I was Did like they have four. like a little headset for you and stuff? No, this was pre that. Oh, that's when they used 80s, to run two yeah. windows, and that yeah. was why. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Did you did you like to pretend to be the window that just took the money 
and didn't dispense the food. No, I was a food dispenser. I, I uh-huh. didn't, I didn't uh, bother myself with uh, handling cash. Yeah. I remember really liking as a kid, like, fake plastic food. Like the little rubbery piece of lettuce or, like, you know, the the plastic buns and stuff. Oh, that was weird foam. That must have come with your set. I don't remember. Hmm. But the, I remember that foam being very suspicious. Yeah. Because, there... like, there are potato rolls that look and smell the same way. That's true. Yeah, yeah. So it's like... Well, I'm kind of taught... They were hard plastic in my memory, but they might have oh, yeah, yeah, no, they were. Too. It was like It was inflated plastic. Right. It was hollow in the middle. Yes. And it was, like, really thin. You could crush it. Yeah, and then it would... Right. Yeah. Okay, now I'm remembering. Okay. I don't remember. I, I guess it must have been the Children's Museum in Ohio, because I don't know where I would have been at a different Children's Museum, but they had an entire miniature scale grocery sh- grocery store in there where you could get like a little kid-sized shopping cart and pretend to go shopping. So they had every type of plastic food. And I huh. was like autistically obsessed with the plastic food, like a plastic lobster and a plastic banana and a plastic pear. And like they had plastic everything. And you could put it all in the cart and then you'd get to go check out and at that point, they would just take all the food away from you and go put it back on the shelf. And you could start again if you wanted to. What, what the this fuck was, is the point Yeah, of that? what this was supposed to teach children, I'm not sure. I if had a good If you're grabbing time lobster there. and like... Uh, Plastic lobster, too. That's fucking weird. But I I don't know. Yeah, is that a teaching thing or is it just an experience? Like, I don't know. I think it's just supposed to teach you what being a grown-up is like something i don't know maybe it was about prices and they, like uh, I, I don't remember this but maybe they gave you like a budget or something oh. like when you go in the store you get like 50 fake dollars and you can't spend more than that huh. and it's like a simple math lesson and really i mean speaking of your sesame street idea it's just like a wage slave indoctrination huh. here's your handout they, i'm surprised they didn't ha- it was the cold war you know i'm surprised they didn't have like a soviet grocery store next door with nothing on the shelves one loaf of and bread you're, yeah you're distributed to half a loaf of plastic bread. okay i never and then Mao comes and gives you a lecture oh boy <laughs> <clears throat> i never uh went to that one I, I that was not a field trip thing well i went with my family man oh I might have gone on a field trip, too. I don't know. But I remember going there more than once. I only went to the Science Center once. Oh, yeah. The Science Center was cool. Because it was kind of like, what's the point of this? And all you do is play with the machine with the dry ice and make clouds? Yeah, you could make clouds. Or they had like um, they had like the little orb with electricity inside. And when you put your fingers on it, the like little lightnings attached to your fingertips, you know? You could buy that at like Spencer's, though. Yeah, sure. But wh- whose parents were going to pop for one of those? I never got anything from Spencer. Spencer's was expensive. I never purchased anything. That was a place you go and you're like, okay, here's things. I remember the Science Center also being notable because it had the IMAX movie theater. Never saw one. And I, I remember seeing one, but it was like about seaweed. It was really boring. Huh. I, you know what I think, too? That, that's just my child. That's uncompelling in a full surround situation. I, the thing is, I think that's just my child brain memory Mm. because i don't think it was about seaweed i just remember images of like seaweed it was probably about dolphins or something yeah that was your takeaway not a fucking seaweed all the seaweed sucks man where's the dolphins (laughs) (laughs) oh boy i wonder do you remember that era when the only thing imax was like science movies why did they make these giant movie theaters and then just show science things in them Mm. like i want to see something blows up it's you know it's like the like because planetariums are expensive yeah 
but you can make an IMAX theater and then show science big, bigly. Yeah. Um, so that we love gets... the science folks, don't we? Oh boy. Big <sighs> science. Really? Um, let's see. Now I don't remember where I was going. That, that was like, you were talking about IMAX, main, yeah. like replacing planetarium. It was a main way to like get kids like, Oh, it's so big. I feel so small. Right. To replicate the feeling. Cause no one's going to build a fucking planetarium. You know, you can buy the um, old planetarium telescopes, or not telescopes, what are they called? Projectors. Hmm. Because they used to build, like, really steampunk, complicated, like, mechanical things to, like, make the star systems, you know? Uh And now it's just digital projectors, so they get rid of those old things. But they're really cool and really big, and they're only, like, 10 grand or so. Only. Yeah, you would think they'd be more expensive. There's not that many of them in the world, you know? Because I'm sure they got all trashed. And the ones that are left over are, like, kind of cool collector's items. How bright is that fucking light, though? Oh, it's got to be pretty fucking bright. Ooh. And I'm sure it's dangerous as hell. I'm sure it gets really hot and causes fires and stuff, which makes it extra cool. You could really use it right now. Okay. Wink, wink in Minecraft. Okay. Oh, boy. I um, was reading about how you can tear up styrofoam cups. I think I've already told you this because I did it as a youth. But you can tear up styrofoam cups and mix it with gasoline, and it makes a very sticky, flammable substance. It'd be a shame if anybody did that. Okay. <sighs> No. Ah, uh, the return of the sound. Ah, uh, it's back. Just wait for an ad to start screaming any minute. <laughs> yeah. Can't wait. Um, did you know you could you could buy an app that only costs twenty dollars? That's not only a soundboard, but it's also a voice modulator, and we could run it through the Zoom and do funny voices. But I can just do funny voices. You can. Yeah. Okay. Fine. That's all. I, mean. I mean, you're the clown. It's, it's all up to you. <laughs> Let me use my clown devices as I so choose. Um, there was I, I tried finding other uh, soundboards for a little bit, and it was uh, not going well. They're higher quality sounds, but uh, there can are twelve you just, of them. Can you just purchase this one ad free? Because that's really the only problem with this one. It's thirty five dollars. Really? Yeah. And I'm like, well, well, is it thirty five dollars only one time? Once a year. Oh, that sucks. Fuck, yeah. fuck that. I'm like, is this Photoshop? Is it going to let me do Photoshop yeah, on here? Yeah, no, I know. What's the deal with that? I don't know. Um, and if I get that fucking Adobe pop-up one more goddamn time today, I'm going to lose my mind. What does that mean? On your computer you're talking? Yeah. Your Photoshop's not working anymore? Oh, it does. I just turn on, I turn off Wi-Fi when I'm working on it. Because mm-hmm. that's the only way it can disable. Right. Fascinating. Yeah, fascinating. Um, no, I was reading today. This It was an article. I don't know, trying to uh, not, like, try to do as many deep dives into stupid shit as I could for for sanity reasons. Um, And it was a very long cut article about, uh, will the millennial aesthetic ever die? And I was like, okay, here we go. Let's let's jump in. Can you please outline for me what the fuck that means? Yes. Um, So we were talking the other day about, like, your parachutes and your Casper and your things on subways. I can't remember if we talked about this on pod, but we were talking no, about yeah. ads in particular yeah. and how every single ad looks the same. It's just white uh, sans serif text on a brightly colored background. Yes. So like that is, and it, this article did make a mention as I, you know, just palpated from the universe that like everyone is confused and you are just buying image in that point. Cause no one knows what the product is until it arrives. Because it's not like you can go try out a Casper mattress, but you're buying the ethos that you're being sold by the graphic design. Yeah, we had a big old conversation about this, how basically retail in general has moved away from 
you're not yeah you're not advertised a product anymore you're advertised a brand identity that you subscribe to yeah sometimes literally but yeah figuratively in your transaction yeah um but it was like the use of pink and like sea foams and like there's no clashing there's no like you know there's no bold coloring anywhere and people were like well it's kind of like it's the most luxurious you can have something look at a lower price right and i was like well you're not wrong because like who has the funds to change their like to repaint their house every three years or whatever or buy a new piece of furniture yeah yeah like in the Mad Men example of like those uh the like purple wallpaper and the red couches sure yeah yeah like who's gonna do that you're gonna buy your one like couch for until it falls apart yeah. And you can maybe replace, like, bougie candles and, like, a shitty side table. Right. But, like, everything else, you're like, eh, it can be a little more temporary, a little flimsier. So was this Cut article, did they lay all that out, or are you saying that? that they were they were talking about, like, yeah, it's not, like, there's no, nothing bold, because you can't sink a lot of funds into a bold, well-made piece of furniture, because then, when that's out of fashion, you're stuck with, like, a weird 70s brocade couch. Right. Like, no one will do that. Yeah, yeah. So that that's why everything's, like, gray. Everything's right. gray. You get your pop of color somewhere. Well, we've talked about that this before in the sense that, like, that's why the world is trending towards monotony and banality in general. Mm-hmm. Is that when you have a humongous generation without the resources to really invest in anything. Yeah. Yeah, everything kind of has to be disposable and it gets more uniform yeah. as it trends in that direction. Yeah. Yeah, and everything's just safer looking. No one wants yeah. to be daring in an interior. And it's like, well, no, people want to do things, but they want to like have their homes look like stores, which is, Ugh. I don't understand. Right. It's like that scene at the beginning of Fight Club where he's like describing all the furniture he's bought in from like mail order catalogs, and he knows everything like in really precise detail, like the Glurgan or whatever costs one hundred and seventy five dollars, and sort of panning around. It's all about how he's not fulfilled by this, but yeah, that is everybody's lives, hmm. basically. Yeah. Well, and it was. It's like the article didn't mention it, but like a commenter was like, it all, you know, stems from like. Phoebe Philo era Celine, like it did come from like high fashion, and then it trickled down like Devil Wars Prada, Miranda Priestley speech, down to like a West Elm or whatever, or an IKEA. And it's like, well, yeah, but like, why do you want to live in a showroom? Well, I I don't remember. Again, I don't remember if this was on pot or off. But we talked a, a little bit at the beginning of the quarantine, kind of about this. It was on everybody's minds, I think, for a while that like nobody really lives at their place, especially yeah. in a major city. So you do kind of want it to look like a catalog so that it's presentable, I guess, socially or something that like, you you know, you're just signifying that your taste is normal and good and it doesn't yeah. even really have to be livable or pleasant. It just has to be like clean and, you know, inoffensive. But as people have to spend, you know, three months at home, you might be realizing like, oh, shit, mm-hmm. this $30 computer chair really hurts my legs. <laughs> speaking from experience yeah. there yeah <laughs> um yeah i realized some of my back problems i was like oh it's because i slouch in the chaise part of the couch in a bad spot of bad spot bad spot so my back ends up like curled all stupid and i'm like oh oh 
It hurts me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it'll hurt you for the rest of the day if you spend a lot of time like that, if you're not stretching out and stuff. Because your skeleton, like, kind of keeps the same it shape even up, when yeah. you stand up and yeah. stuff. Yeah, it'll fuck you up. It's very bad. But, yeah, I don't know. Like, uh, so what was the what was the end result of that article? What, they were just complaining? Or did they have any prescriptions or, or future telling to do? There was no real future telling because it's like, it was just like... This is a, a style akin to modernism, but modernism would be harder edges. Yeah. But, like, the bezeling of everything, in, like, because we look at an iPhone all day, like, the friendliness of things is going to persist. And it's basically, like, you know, basically, these brands are your friends. Look at how soft they are. Like, it's all just, like... Mm. Yeah, every it, object is turned into a grimace. Yeah. It lacks edges, and it's warm and cozy. Yeah, I would love a hug from Grimace. I would feel so cozy in that purple, you know. Yeah. The mental image of an adult man getting a hug from Grimace really bummed me out. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> my taste in men skews very Grimace looking, so <laughs> it's unsurprising. You're pretty familiar with hugs <laughs> from Grimace. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, as so... long as they're Latino. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> well... I think there's been. I'm. I'm sorry, everybody. There's a little too much race play on this episode, given what's going yeah, on in the is, world. Uh, oh boy. Um, but it was basically like the, the friendliness of this is like, at a certain point, people are going to be bored. Yeah. And then what the fuck is it going to look like? Because it's like you took Memphis and then made it like childproof. <laughs> right. Right. Because down to the terrazzo, the colors, the edges, like it's all of that just round. And you're like, but what if there were edges? Like, I'm wondering if, like, the glass coffee table is going to make a comeback. Um, I didn't know that it was out, but I would say maybe, except that it's heavy and hard to move, and people move around a lot. Yeah. That's a consideration. You know, it's fragile. It's it's along the lines of the problem you were describing before, that that's, like, sort of an investment. Yeah. If you have, like, mm. a home that you're going to have for the rest of your life, you can get all sorts of heavy shit in there. Yeah, that's true. But not very many people have that. And a lot more about to not. So I mean, I've been trying to find a uh, Noguchi table, good Noguchi knockoff. Hard, um, very difficult to find. You know, I was reading about. In a weird way, it's kind of similar to this conversation. But I, I was telling you briefly yesterday that I was reading about the new spacesuits, the SpaceX spacesuits, uh -huh. and I told Will that, um, fascinatingly, Elon Musk got the Avengers costume designer to design his spacesuits and then they reverse engineered it to be functional. So they're like really slick looking, like kind of 2001 style spacesuits. Um, and I read, I don't even remember, remember where it was. I think it was the times or something, but it was, it, the article had a similar take to it where it was like, Oh, it's interesting that like design is making a comeback in, you know, high technology. But I was looking at the spacesuits and I'm like, that's not good design. Mm. It's like, the same thing you're talking about it's all smoothed out and rounded out and they actually had like a comparison sp photo between the new spacex ones and the like mercury astronaut uniforms that were silver you must have seen like iconic pictures of this they got nothing um but like before spacesuits were white when they first came out they were silver and apparently initially they were actually like air force green because it was it was just like a military operation huh. run by the air force and they decided for publicity's sake to make them silver because it looked futuristic and you look at hmm. those compared to the Elon Musk ones and you're like oh my god the silver ones are so much cooler 
they're like retro yeah. cool because they're Jetsonsy or whatever. But it was like a I don't know. There's something to be said for like a an actual bold take yeah. rather than smoothing the edges off. Yeah, and it's like I don't know. Like when it comes to the space, it's I'm like yeah, I guess this, the Elon Musk ones look cool or whatever. But with a lot of technology, the problem is I've seen this in a movie before, so it's sort of unimpressive. Yeah, and like literally having it reverse engineered by a movie person. It just fits a mold that it's already just, exists. Yeah, it's yeah. like a pre-existing image in your head, so it doesn't strike you as, oh, that's the future. It's like, yeah. oh, that's just an effect. Yeah, I'm wondering, well, do you know what Googie architecture is? No, describe it. It's like uh, norms, you know, the sign for norms mm, in California. It's no. like the diamond, a lot of diamonds. Think uh, Big Lebowski style. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah, okay. Like that kind of thing, yep. like A-frame houses and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. I'm wondering if that'll ever, that may be like, the the surge after where everything tightens up again gets a little more jetson's future instead of avengers future i doubt it something yeah, no, about I, it I doesn't seem so I, I think that that's like too boomer you know it, it became <sighs> cartoony at a certain point and yeah and stopped representing the future except as a joke mm. and now nobody takes it seriously mm. yeah a lot of them get torn down because A-frames are stupid. It's so much wasted space. Yeah. So much wasted space. And you can't do anything with the walls. Or you're like, uh, the fuck? Like, totally useless. But, like, I wonder if there's a way to, like, insert, like, like skylight style so it looks a little fresher. Well, open. I don't even know what the architectural style is called. But if you look at, like, like, um, fuck, what's his name? Like, Albert Ullen's studio. I feel like a lot of, like, German and Swiss sort of dwellings that are new kind of look like this there's there's yeah they're sort of built into the ground or like around the features of the land that they're on mm. and they're mostly like rectilinear on the inside so they're very useful spaces but like the ceilings and maybe like one wall or something will be like slanted skylights um hmm. or like one side will be like built into a hill so that yeah. side will have like really organic architecture and then the rest of it's basically like a glass or a white cube like Kiefer's, you know, there is effort at this. Yeah, Kiefer yeah. Studios like built into the ground or something like that. Yeah, well, I mean Kiefer Studios like this whole complex of like old factory buildings and shit. He has yeah. like three giant studios that comprise a, a whole campus. But yeah, but yeah. So I don't know. Maybe. Hmm. I don't know. I can't imagine. I can't imagine futuristic or or literal things in the future being anything other than what you see with like huts and yards or one world trade or like that. That is the direction that all that shit's going. But it's so ugly. Yeah, because you know rich people are tacky, man. They yeah. don't. They don't have good taste because they move, again they move around from house to house. If they want like a rustic vibe, you go to your Jeffrey Epstein house in New Mexico. Mm. But if you're in the city, you just live in a fucking box. Huh. Well. Even public spaces are just like boxes with like a sheath on them. Like the Broad in LA too is just it's just a box, but it has a little net on it. Um, oh the bro- the Broad is really nineties. I feel like that's a very nineties architectural campus where it basically is just boxes, but there's also like little promenades sticking out, and it's like asymmetrical kind of. It's all over the map over there. It's not asymmetrical. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm thinking of the what's that museum up in the hills? The Getty. The Getty, that's what I'm thinking. Oh, the Getty is postmodern architecture par excellence. Yeah, yeah. That is a bonkers, bonkers object in space. Um, I might have told you about it at the time, but it was a few years ago when I did that trip to Indianapolis for work, and I went to this town, Columbus, Indiana. Hmm. 
Are you familiar with it at all? You kind of know about architecture. I'm surprised you haven't no, heard I got, of it. I got nothing. But it was like sort of a company town. I forget for what industry. Hmm. Um, but the owner of said industry was really into the idea of investing in the community in terms of architecture. So they have like IMP buildings and like things by noted architects all over the place. But when they were most heavily investing in it, it was the 80s and 90s. So they have a ton of these like shit show disaster style like buildings with features that just make no sense like um yeah all over the place like the the place where they manufacture their local newspaper is a building that looks like the getty oh god and you just imagine like how impractical it is but um they have a bunch of cool churches there i think pay did one of uh, no i am paid their library but they had a um, Oh, fuck. I'm not going to remember. An IMP library would actually be gorgeous. Well, it was early IMP, so I wasn't a fan of it because it was a lot of brick. Yeah. It's not... It, to me, To me, I think of the the Louvre thing because I'm a simpleton and I don't know about architecture. So I think of the Louvre pyramids. You don't think of the Rock Hall? Oh, yeah. That too. I, that's like... sort of similar, but that's also yeah. like a glass pyramid, you know? Yeah. So when I saw early IMP, I was like, oh, it's all... It's brick. It reminded me of... Um, What's the college upstate? It reminded me of of uh, purchase. Purchase, yeah. Purchase is brutal, though. It was like that. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of brutalism's kind of fun because it's very odd. Like, granted, purchase was built like around the time of like Kent, Kent State. So like, there's a lot of uh, aggressive architectural. I, decisions. I was just going to bring this up that like brutalist college campuses in particular are usually designed so that like protests are easily dispersed and or surrounded. Well, there's also so many means of egress. Yeah. Truly to just escape. Right. Or to, you know, navigate your way through. Um, purchase is kind of, I don't know. I've only ever been there when it's dreary. Uh, me too. I've been like, there in the winter. Yeah. It's always yeah. winter time and I'm like, oh, everything's dead. Like, it's probably lush and ideal in the fall, and then it's just, like, most of the time is winter up there. So it's like, well, I don't know. A lot of brick, guys. You guys really love some fucking brick. Mm -hmm. Cast concrete for days. But, yeah, but it's like on an early episode talking about the best stores, that kind of postmodern shit showery. Uh, Remind me what you mean. I don't know. That doesn't ring a bell. There are department stores. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. There was a catalog... MoMA's selling a bunch of uh, rare catalogs, and I almost pulled the trigger on a uh, compendium of best stores. Oh, that's not a bad purchase. Now would be the time. Just get it. I found the PDF online and went, oh, it's only 25 pages, and they want $100. Wow. Get wrecked. Yeah, never mind. No. Um, But if you're a member, you get $10 off, and I was like, well, I'm not, but can we say (laughs) I am, please? Thank you. Uh, We have 13 minutes to go. What should we talk about? Oh. Do you want to try and talk about what's going on? Uh, I don't know. We can know we can try and talk about it. I mean, I don't know. Oh, is it? Oh well. Welcome to curfew hour. By the way, it's eleven oh six. Oh well, perfect segue. Well, I guess now go. we have to. Um, the curfew thing is bizarre, man. We were talking about it earlier today. Let's start there. I don't. Yeah, I don't understand. Because it's it's such a pansy ass curfew. Like, they knew, I don't know, I don't know what they're going for. They're trying to split the difference between, like, a curfew that would actually be effective in terms of law and order mm. and just virtue signaling that they're doing something. So it starts at 11. And I think most of the other nationwide curfews, like, start at 8 or at dark, you know? Um, in Beverly Hills, it was 1 p.m. in the business district. And I went, 
what? Jesus Christ. I'm like, how how's that work? I mean, I I think it's because a lot of the protests are, are, have been scheduled for like 1, 3, and 7 p.m. Mm. So they're just trying to cut it off at the head. Like, you can go into work if you're a business owner and like take care of whatever you need to do and then get the fuck out of here because we don't want anybody near where Ugh, looting or whatever could potentially happen. Yeah, I don't know. You, you think things can't get any more draconian than like a month's long lockdown and then it's like, oh, also, by the way, it can get more restrictive than that. Right at the height of when apparently nobody gives a fuck anymore about any of this shit. Yeah. There was a, a news story that Queen Center Mall, like there was chatter of potential looting and I was like, please no. Please don't make my life hard. Oh, that would really suck. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Don't do that. <laughs> it's like when all the art galleries had to clean up after Hurricane Sandy. I like, yeah. can't even imagine like how difficult that would be. Or like when Paula Cooper had that fire and it fucked everything up. Ugh. Yeah. I'm like, no. No, it, it, it's it's an absolute disaster. I don't know what to say. <sighs> I, I guess, the, I guess like, the only interesting thing to talk about with regard to all of this is, like, I, I, I cannot decide whether this is going to be really important or whether this is one of those things that's going to be forgotten about in a couple of months. And mm. it, the truth is it's probably somewhere in the middle of that. Yeah, I mean, who I, it's impossible to tell. Yeah. Like, uh, uh. Well, let's try another tack on it. Like, yeah. like we were talking about yesterday um, that what makes this difficult to talk about and like even measure the morality of or, of anything or the importance of anything is just that when you have a lot of chaotic vectors going, like when history is really moving and there's a lot of ins mm-hmm. and outs because this is a about George Floyd's death, b about a pandemic, and it's like all of these things. And Donald Trump is just throwing a shit fit every fucking day in the and rose we, garden mall <laughs> did you watch they that? tear gassed a bunch of people so that he could go visit a church that got burned or something like i, I don't know they but, were moving people off to not be in any shots in the background yeah so while they're doing the briefing like you know pops are going off and i'm like okay yeah all right it's pretty i mean it's intense yeah but like when you have all of these things going at once i mean it's it's not only a dangerous situation but in like in the in the most meaningful sense it's completely unpredictable yeah i feel like for once in my life i finally learned my lesson about like whatever about hot takes or like just even trying to you know it's only it's only halfway through the year it's not even halfway through the year and every time you think well we're about to get a handle on whatever just happened something else comes up that's what's really thrown me for a loop and it has been hard about the last couple of days. Like I've been like you, I've been trying to stay off Instagram completely. Like I watched skateboarding YouTube videos all day today for the most part. Um, we were almost out of the woods with coronavirus in a certain sense, you know, it's not to yeah. like diminish deaths or anything or that like life would have been pretty normal, but everybody was kind of acclimating to what the quarantine has done. Yeah. The reckoning came and everyone was slowly creeping out and like getting ready to just, try to live life again yeah and then this happens and it's like the same thing's going to happen with this whether it peters out in two days or two weeks or two years like something else major is going to come along and fuck it all up again and it's really weird trying to trying to accept that the rest of our lives are going to look like a cascading series of things like this and they will become normal in the background you know even if this, even if these protests and riots like go on for a while, it'll just become normal, just yeah. like Corona did. Yeah. Well, India has uh, has uh, continual swarms of locusts, 
So I'm like, yeah, every 17 years, it's going to be in America too. Great. So or, I'm, no, that's cicadas. Sorry. But yeah. Same diff. Yeah. So I'm going to go get some pig's blood and throw it up over the uh, front of the building <laughs> just in case I am first and only born male. So I kind of, you know, I'm not trying to get snuck up, up on by like the, the smoke in the 10 commandments. Yeah. Yeah. You know, trying not to get uh, taken. No, I know. I, I don't know. It's hard, you know. I'm trying. I'm trying not to be, become like overwhelmed with the, with panic, or dwell too much on the collapse. You know. Mm. I mean, I did something that you're not supposed to do. I was reading the comments in the Times. I love the New York Times <sighs> comment section. It's better Ooh. than Facebook. It's better than anything. Oh boy! If you want to take the temperature of some delusional psychotic fucks, go read the New York Ugh. Times comments. <laughs> I was like. I couldn't even bring myself to rage nap. That's how, like, you know. Wow, it was so infuriating that it took your precious nap away it, from it's, you. It took my nap because I was like, wow, I'm just going to sit here for a moment. But, like. First they came for a night's sleep, and I said nothing because I had had a night's sleep. And then they came for the naps. <laughs> and then I then I took action. Yeah. Um, no, but it was you gotta like. You got to hide the naps in the attic. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. It was like. There, because there were people like commenting from like the giant apartments in Soho, going, "It was wild," and I'm like, "Excuse you, yeah, what?" No, I know. I, I read a. I don't remember what article it was on, but it was around something like this, and it was a. It was a really similar thing of a lot of. Um, I'm assuming boomer like sort of pearl clutching and outrage about why would you destroy a Starbucks or whatever. Yeah, and it's like it's. It's one thing to destroy, like, a small business, I think. I don't know. I don't even care about splitting hairs over that, but it's so funny to see, like, liberals that two weeks ago were making fun of MAGA people because they wanted to get a haircut now raging against the dying of the light uh, at Starbucks. Like, yeah. oh, no, my Nora Ephron, Nora Jones, whatever the fuck. Your Nora Jones CD. My Nora Jones CD. My precious Nora Jones CD. Pretty, I mean, pretty soon you're going to see Karens on government statehouse steps with signs that say, like, protect my Nora Jones. Oh, boy. I so, want a grande latte. So I can read no- a Nora Ephron screenplay yeah, yeah. while listening to Nora Jones. Well, the two different names. One is an H. Um, yeah, I don't know. But, yeah, it's I weird. Can... I mean, that, that's kind of an interesting subject when it comes to all of this because it, all of the all of the contradictory things that people are trying to juggle right now are the comedy of all of this. Oh. Like watching people yeah. flip on a dime. Like it happened to, it happened to, God, I wanted to say a couple weeks ago, but honestly, I think it was less than a week ago when Joe Biden said the like, um, if you don't vote for me, you ain't black thing. Oh boy. You know? And then everybody suddenly flips this switch where it's like, well, you can, be, it's so funny. I hadn't thought about this in a few days. It's so funny that this happened right before like a tragic murder because people were saying like, oh, you can be politically black and not necessarily racially black. Like, oops. I wonder if those tweets got deleted recently. Oh, boy. I would love to go check. But like that, you know, like so you're having that conversation one day and then 2 days later it's completely in the other direction. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I learned this lesson a little bit when I was knocking on doors like people's politics in America are just so completely incoherent and yeah. they don't vote based on like a, a consistent like reasoning pattern or an effort at that. It's just completely whatever's going on they'll just change. There's a TikTok of a white girl that has, uh, it's like doing like, you know, like little bubbles and it's just like, hmm, hmm. It's like pro-life, 
Mm. Yeah. And then pro death penalty. Mm-hmm. I'm like, girl, you, 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 what? You're reconciling the two of those somehow? Oh, yeah. Like, what? Like, I know you are slightly blind because you painted your eyebrows crooked, but what the fuck? Is this a sin- sincere thing or a parody? I haven't seen Oh, this. it's real. Okay. It's like, because yeah, yeah. dumb children do this shit and they're like, this, and you're like, oh, boy. Oh, well, you're confused. What's interesting about that to me is that, like, when you when you talk about MAGA people, or maybe not them, but just, you know, right-wing people or, like, conservative-oriented minds in America, like, actually, I don't think that there's that much of a contradiction there. Because, hmm. you know, the right is pretty open about the idea that otherness is always the problem. So anything that is suppression of otherness is okay. So it doesn't, it's not necessarily inconsistent to say, I want criminals killed because they're threatening to me. And I also don't want babies killed because they're not threatening to me. The, like, the moral huh. choice there has, has nothing to do with life. It has everything to do with themselves. Yeah. And in a weird way, it's way easier to track like conservative minds in this country because they're less inconsistent. Um, but, but they misidentify and misrepresent the issue in terms of, like, morality around life when that's not really what they're talking about. But how does, like, a 16-year-old have, like, any thoughts or feelings on any of these issues? I'm like, how did that happen? Like, you know, that yeah, that's interesting because today, I, like, you know, on on one level, I'm sure you just absorb it from your moron parents. Um, but I never talked about any of that with my parents. Like, it was all just through school because Catholic school would be like, you know— no abortions and you're like um why because jesus and you're like what but no no yeah i don't know like maybe i'm wrong then because i actually have kind of a kind of a similar experience like my family was so politically incoherent like Mm -hmm. my dad has voted for different parties at different times Mm -hmm. my mom was kind of the same way i mean she was always like a little more liberal or whatever but wasn't political right and so like i don't know my my politics developed organically just but based on, like, lifestyle choices and, like, mm-hmm. basically, like, mimetic replication of what I saw around me. Like, mm-hmm. I was a skateboarder, right? So my politics kind of derived from that community, which was out of punk rock and, like, anarchism. And so, you know, when George W. Bush came and visited my high school, I was like, no fucking way am I going to that assembly. You know, it mm-hmm. it wasn't because I knew anything about the Bush administration or the Iraq yeah. war or what, you know, it was just like, no, fuck that guy. So mm-hmm. maybe. But, like, when it comes to kids today, back to that point. Like, you could have had him start painting so much earlier. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think today, unfortunately, like I don't think children get to live like a childhood really, because of social media and things like that. Your life is so inflected with politics from such a young age that like y- you start thinking about it long before we ever had to. I mean, growing up in the '90s and early 2000s, like y- that was the last kind of era where you didn't need to have political awareness. You know. Um... It wasn't Kinda, in your. It wasn't but, in your face all the time. Yeah. Even during the Bush years, it wasn't in your face. Really, I don't remember. Not, I mean, at least not in my memory. It's very strange to imagine like being a teenager with this is very old, but like imagine having like a non-brick cell phone, right? In your youth, oh, I'd rather not. Well, no, like I, I mean, I couldn't even imagine what that would be like. Like your impulses are so out of control, oh, right? Yeah. Like you don't have any ability to constrain them until your 20s yeah and all well and also like and even then like look how bad adults are with smartphones everybody's addicted to it and nobody can help it but i'm thinking more like there's no like time delay because like you know i famously 
when I would go home had dial-up until the age of right. 25. <laughs> I don't know. Like, it was, you know, it took a lot of work. Yeah. Um. So, like, even that would be, like, you know, you have to wait. Like, everything is revolved. Like, you want an internet thing? Well, it's going to be a wait for the page to load. Yeah, yeah, right. But, like, now, no. So, there's no even step of, like, you know. Or, well, like, imagine if 9-11 happened in the era of smartphones. Because that's, that's the first, like, catastrophic historical event that I really, like, can wrap my head around, you know. I kind of remember Clinton impeachment. I kind of remember, like, Kosovo and stuff. But yeah. barely. But so 9-11 happens, right? And, like, if the, if something like that happened today, every student in the classroom would know about it immediately. Yeah. Before the teacher did. The entire phone, the phones would just be like, bing! And I remember... I remember being told Bobby Ward came running up to me in the hallway, and this is terrible, but this is what he said. He said, the Arabs bombed the White House. Oh, boy. And I said, well, excuse me? He's double wrong. Wow. Yeah, I know. Huh. Um, and that was the first hint I got. I don't know how he found out, but then that was between periods, right? And it must have been in the morning, because 9-11 mm-hmm. happened at like 9 or whatever. Yeah. And, you know, then they all sat us down and turned the TVs on, but like I had missed the second plane already. You know what I mean? Like that, that was the kind of delay. And that felt pretty fast. Whereas now you would you would know immediately. Immediately, immediately. Yeah. I don't remember if they left the TVs on. I'm trying to remember. I, I kind of remember not having the rest of the school day really happen. We kind of sat in the classroom with the TVs on and the teachers would sort of like walk us through what they were talking about on the news as oh. it happened. And I, I don't remember if we got sent home early, but I don't think so. No. Um, I do remember there was a kid in my class who i was pretty good friends with named andy moskell and his dad died in the towers you're f- the people these names are <laughs> yeah <sighs> um but his dad died and i remember him getting called out of the room and i was in the same classroom as him yeah and i and i remember like his vibe because he knew his dad was in new york and in the buildings mm. um i didn't find out till later that he knew that but yeah. you could sort of tell oh yeah that was bad but like, but yeah, I mean, back to the current day. So like when you're, you know, when you're talking about this TikTok girl, like it doesn't surprise me at all that people start to have opinions. And and I think that like, that's part of the reason that the world, that like the political situation in the world is going to get kind of, could get kind of worse is I run into this a lot on Reddit too. Worse. Like, it, it takes, it takes a long, <laughs> it takes a long time to realize that when you're on a forum like that, that most of the posters are kids. They're not adults. Oh. And when you realize Ooh. that you're like browsing a politics forum and that it's the majority of the opinions are from 16 and 17 year olds. And it's not like all of them are completely retarded. It's just that you got to keep that in mind that like, wow, kids are at a really high level of discourse now, even if they're like have the wrong take. Yeah, they oh. they have they're way more interaction with that sphere than like I think is right. Um, I remember telling you on the podcast like that story about my niece when I was canvassing in Nevada and she was kind of asking me questions about politics. Uh, Uh, It's not important what the content of the story was, but like, I remember having the realization that like, I don't really want to expose her to this, that like, she's a seven year old. This is not, this shouldn't really be part of a child's life, you know? Yeah. Well, you see that, that child that got dressed up like a SWAT team. I did not know. Oh yeah. It's like a family that has like, uniforms or something and they're protecting a target and i went that child that's either a very small woman or a 10 year old boy but i'm gonna lean towards 10 year old boy and i went what the fuck is going on (laughs) like there's you know a world beyond that we never get to see no no i know 
you know, well, and I think part of this too is like technology and social media are part of it, but also like the collapsing of politics into a form of entertainment over the last few decades is really oh, yeah. the cause of this. Mm-hmm. Like, what what kind of a sociopath do you have to be to like? involve your child in a protest or something like that's really dangerous for them that's crazy protecting a target with your child dressed as a SWAT person and it's because and it's because everybody's play acting what they want to appear as it's it's you know it's very weird for the most part it's odd um no that one i went hopefully i mean you know that it's kids on the internet because when you're surfing through you know your breath of the wild subreddit just for for funsies and then you click on a link and it's like fucking hentai themed hentai and you're like what is this no 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 thank you no back 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 you always have to be prepared to run into pornography on the internet it's just inevitably gonna happen it doesn't matter where you are there's no safe space i thought i was in a safe space (laughs) i was like oh this is gonna be great it's gonna be Uh, something fun and by the way i just i just want to let you know that if you're ever on a video game subreddit you're very far from a safe space oh boy Um, Especially when it comes to theme tentai. Ugh. Yeah. It was Ugh. 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 What was it like? Did you like it? No. What was it, what was the image of? I just saw you know like the Im- you know the graphic style mm-hmm. where everything's a little shiny and I went, absolutely not, gotta go. I just saw like lubed up something and I went, No, thank you. <laughs> I don't know what that is, but I need to go from here. Like mm-hmm. it's like being drunk at the cock and then accidentally going in the back room and going oh no not for me no gotta go i'm not here for this no thank you i sorry i got confused i thought bathroom i gotta go bye that's really funny you should dress as link and go to the cock and see what happens i'd rather not you should dress as ganondorf and find a twink that can be link. <laughs> a twink link Everybody go to Google right now and put in Twink Link. I would really like to know what you find. Oh, <laughs> <Ugh. laughs> no, thank you. Oh, God. It's bad enough when you see Mario and Luigi gay couples costumes where it's just overalls and a green hat. Oh, no. Just occurred to me now that there's probably a lot of Mario and Luigi incest gay porn. I'd rather not think of that, but you just thought of it. So well, you know it exists. Yep, yep. What is that? Rule 34. <sighs> If you can think of it, it exists on the internet, and there's porn of it. I thought that was Rule 46. I'm, I asked. Well, somebody here has the number wrong, but... Oh, boy. That is what it is. The world is bad. Oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> I don't know. Like, well, I, I don't know. I In in closing, I guess, I, I did want to talk about it and just get something on Mike about it, because mm. it feels, it, in a weird way, it feels inappropriate to let it pass. Yeah. If not just for us, you know, because really, what do we do this for? I mean, and it's just sort of a record of, like, I, I, you know, it marks the time. Um, yeah. It, you know, it feels weird to make an evergreen episode about El Mao. Right. Now. <laughs> so I don't I, know. I, that seems on on brand, though. Yeah, um, yeah. We did it for forty something minutes. So I, I, but I feel like it's worth a mention. I don't know. It's just that it's. It's just that it's. It's what. What the fuck can you say at this point? About anything? I don't know. It's. It's becoming increasingly difficult to make sense. So. Yeah, I don't. I mean, the only thing, truly, that there is to say is like, yes, cop killed a dude. Bad. We know that. I don't like, and people should be donating to things all the time, probably anyway. Yeah. Like, you know, and you don't need $6 billion to the NYPD. Right. Like, these are things we know, but like, then it's just like, 
quick reminder, by the way. Sure. Because, like, if you think about Gwen and, like, how underfunded a homeless shelter is, like, there were people, again, in the New York Times uh, comment section going, they should arrest anyone even if they're homeless. I'm like, what? What? And they're like, aren't they? Aren't there plenty of open rooms at shelters? I'm like, what world do you live in? Yeah, yeah, no, people don't realize. Like, I was like, ugh. No? Well, it's back to that idea of, like, political incoherence. It, it's particular, like, the reason the New York Times comments are particularly frustrating is that, like, what I outlined before about conservatives, how they, like, might misrepresent an issue but actually do have some kind of, like, ideological consistency. It just happens to be morally bad. Yeah. Liberals have the same problem except they think they're morally good and it makes mm. them more insufferable. Because really, like when you're talking about, I know that was a pure hypothetical about the shelters thing. No, but it's that like, was a line from okay, line. Okay, great. Well, then a lot of liberals do think that way. But really what that makes you is you should just be a Republican and admit it instead of yeah. pretending like you give a shit. You actually do want homeless people just out of your way. And whatever the cost of that, you're willing to pay. Mm-hmm. So just do that then. I, I don't know why you have to pretend like you give a shit about other people. <sighs> it's it's that's really awful. And like th- I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm going on and on. That's now. Okay. But like, but part of part of what's really frustrating to me about the current atmosphere is that because of the incompetence and hilarity of like Biden versus Trump or whatever, I thought we were kind of over the hi- the hump with like this stuff. I kind of thought that like liberals would sort of realize not, they wouldn't realize how ridiculous that they were, but everybody else would, and they would get kind of put away. But now they're dominating the discourse again, because like a, a totally unjustified killing of a black person is like in their wheelhouse for virtue signaling. And and it's, it's bad because it, it makes everybody change their conversation on a dime because they don't want to look guilty of anything. Mm. And, it makes people lose their coherence. And I think that's always bad. I don't and I, know and if I, there was coherence to begin with. In in most people's cases, there wasn't. But like, you know, the, the I, I'm, I almost feel bad that we're talking about this in terms of politics because I think you could apply it to your personal life or whatever. It's like everybody should strive to ha- sort of have a coherent ethic that they try to live by. Yeah. And it's like you're going to make mistakes and you have to figure out how to form that. But I think like... In the political space, like, especially pre-COVID, there was a kind of coalescing of, of like, ideologies that I think would have been healthy for society. Mm. And COVID and now um, all of these protests going on, they mix everything up again. And I'm not saying that either thing was, like, preventable or, like, Mm. you could do anything about that. It's just a shame that, like, you did have sort of a leftward movement in the Democratic Party. Yeah, it got squashed. But, like, that was a growing consciousness in a way. And now it's getting mixed up again. And it's like, well, that's a shame because, you know, we, you you know, we need strong ethics in society to keep societal cohesion. It's important to that. And we don't have any cohesion right now is what really, really worries me. Well, at least we'll have Elmo to uh, guide us through the streets as fearless leader. Oh, yeah. Al Mal's going to have, have us making backyard steel and our own bullets any day now. Al Mal says you need to seize the means of production. <laughs> you cannot break the master's house with the master's tools. Fuck the police. <laughs> Is that I'm, bad? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drop some, like, Soviet <laughs> music over that. You know, the like, oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> 
That's uh, a good place to stop. Yeah. Thank you for the levity. I try. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.